Mikowalski. The sun is down, the streetlights are on, and you're listening to Largely the Truth with Brennan Store. To all you restless sleepers and midnight creepers, bleary-eyed truckers in the graveyard shift, this is Brennan Store, and you're listening to Largely the Truth. Whether you're staring at a screen or the lines on the road, all is well. For the next little while, it's going to stay that way. Because I'm here, you're there, and together, we're going to explore the night. Welcome back, folks. I am your host, Brennan Storer, and this is Largely the Truth, the show where I find the most interesting people I can, authors, artists, activists, musicians. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> Whoever. Whoever's got a perspective we need to hear, I sit down with them and have a conversation because we've grown apart from each other in the digital era. And I don't think my saying that is any great revelation. This is more or less an open secret in the wide world of ours. It hasn't stopped us, of course. But you know, I, I do think that if the pandemic has done anything, it's remind us how keenly we need people. I mean, also, it's reminded us that a lot of people are dipshits. But it's also reminded us there are good people out there and that other people are worth connecting with. And my guest tonight is someone I've been looking forward to connecting with for some time now. Being a podcaster can sometimes, for me at least, be a lonely job. It does afford you the opportunity to connect with people, pardon me, to connect with people, but the actual mechanics of the job are very solitary. And so when I get an opportunity to meet another podcaster, I, I take it almost always. You know, there's been the odd time where I've told people to fuck off, but those are few and far between. And my guest tonight is someone whose show I found late last year, I think, and immediately, something said to me, this is a guy I need to speak to. And we've been social media buddies a little bit uh, via Instagram for the last maybe six, eight months. But uh, finally, I managed to get him on the phone, and we talked for the better part of an hour. Uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, of course, notice this show is only about 35, 36 minutes. And that's because a huge portion of our conversation wasn't really show stuff. It was just him and me shooting the shit. And so at some point I'm going to have to get him back because <laughs> like I said, he's a great dude to talk to. He's an incredibly talented storyteller. And I, I know I say this about a lot of people, but it's because I'm a great judge of talent. He's going places. And so I'm, I'm gratified to have gotten to know him now. And I look forward to getting to know him better in the future. And I think you will feel the same way. So tonight on Larger the Truth, we're going to reach out and talk to Amon Mazingo, host of the Afro Tales podcast. My guest tonight is a fellow storyteller who, since June of last year, has been the producer and host of the Afro Tales podcast. Afro Tales is a short-form single narrator show presenting the folklore of the African diaspora in a way that's engaging, enlightening, and possibly my favorite part, it's hopeful. And here to talk about it with me tonight is host and producer Amon Mazingo. Amon, welcome to Large of the Truth. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for taking the time, man. I, I found your show, I can't remember when, when I found your show. I want to say sometime, maybe just as the first season was ending. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Because I, I, I know what a pain in the ass it can be to make podcasts by yourself. And uh, I really admired just, again, how great it sounded and how well it came together. 
Um, had you made a show before Afro Tales? No, actually, uh, Afro Tales was my um, birth into podcasting altogether. And I didn't really know if I was going to do it for a while, but it kind of came together nicely for me. Um, I did a lot of research on how to even get in, involved in this and in doing so, I'm like, oh, it's not as hard as people try to make it seem <laughs> or it seems, you know, you hear the whole thing. Um, if they make it look easy, that's because it's really hard and they've just been doing it for a while. Right. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't so hard to do, but, you know, it still can be very difficult at times. So but I, I got into it and I, and I, and I loved it. And like I said, that love shows because you're you're good at it. And I was uh, I was just saying uh, before we went on air, you mentioned that you've got something like two or three episodes in the pipeline, which I think is always an indication of uh, how good someone is at the job that they understand. Okay, I, I got to get out ahead of this thing because if you don't, it's going to catch up with you and kick you square in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've experienced it. <laughs> I've had the kick. In, I've had the kick in the ass quite a few times, and. It's like, oh, I have to record. I have to record. I have to record. What's today? Oh, oh, shit. It's Friday and the episode <laughs> has to be out. I need it done by Sunday and so it could be out Monday. Okay, babe, I got to go into the room. I got to record. Please, please give me some silence. Or are you, are you going to be at work for? Okay, it's my day off. I'm recording today. Please just I'll, I'll put a sign on the door so you know when you're coming home <laughs> that <Yeah>. I'm recording. <laughs> But yeah, so I definitely I try to get um, some episodes in the into the pipeline so that way I don't have to um, stress so hard. Doesn't always work, but oh, I, yeah, I hear you. So your episodes, one of the things actually I really appreciate about the show is that the episodes are are on the short side because I think a lot of people have this this thing where they think podcasts have to be long in order for be, for them to be substantial, and, and I really don't think that's the case. But how long, roughly, does it take for you to produce, say, uh, one of your 30-minute episodes? In recording the story, then recording the out, uh, my analysis of the story, and the recipe all together, it'd probably take about maybe an hour or two. I tried to develop through the first season a, a kind of like a formula of how I wanted the things to go. I tried to keep things within a certain amount of time because I looked at it like it's about between 15 to 30 minutes and I wanted it to be a show that you could listen to on your lunch break or right um you know a regular break at work and go out listen to it and get back to work and like oh I, I listen I got to listen to a whole podcast in this short amount of time so it was about two hours two hours to record everything and then I try to edit down okay yeah, and it works because I know last night I, I hadn't caught up on the last, uh, I think, two, the most recent two episodes. So I was at the gym last night and I just threw them on. And, and yeah, you can relax to your very soothing voice, which is, you know, is maybe a kind of a, not what you want at the gym when you're trying to exercise, but it was very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you can go. And I guess I should say I, we have, I haven't actually explained to our listeners fully what the show is. And, and actually, would you like to explain that? So we know there's a lot of folklore and folktale. Uh, podcasts out there, but there weren't a lot dealing with the African diaspora. And when I, like I say, this is the African diaspora, the part of the African diaspora that was in, that are in the Americas and the Caribbean. We know through the 
um, transatlantic slave trade that Africans were brought to the Americas and the Caribbean, but they also brought their stories with them. And in doing so, they mingled those stories with the people that were here already, the Native Americans. And through the influence of some of the slave masters, they created new stories. And those are the stories that I want to tell. A lot of the characters are the ones that we know, the Brer Rabbit, the Anansi, the Obey, you know, the witch doctors. And it's like we created these stories to help continue our ancestors, our our ancestors stories. But you don't hear that often. And that's why I wanted to do this show, because I wanted to give a part of folklore and folktales that a lot of people don't get to hear. And that's what I did. (laughs) And something I I really like is after you've done the story, you then sort of offer your analysis of that story. And and I, I as much as I enjoy the stories, I always enjoy the analysis more because I think you always have a a unique perspective on what the story means. Like, like for example, in the most recent episode about or no, sorry, it wasn't the most recent episode. It was I believe the one before that where uh, bear, lion, and man are fighting for who will be the king. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned in the um, in the outro, or sorry, in the analysis, you, you talk about how it's, you know, currently man is, is king, but you, you mentioned that, you know, currently we've been brought low by a microbe that's yeah. e- extraordinarily small and that that may be, maybe that now will be king. And, and it's, well, I mean, it's obviously it's a brilliant observation, and I think it's so uncommon to see that sort of line of thinking followed through on from classical folklore. You know, right. and so is, is do you spend time kind of writing your analysis or is it more of an off the cuff thing? Um, it's, it's actually an um, off, more off the cuff. Um, after I've read these stories, I've, most of the stories that I've read, I've read more than once. So by the time I get to reading it and I'm going into it and I'm, you know, giving these characters voices and everything like that, I start to understand the characters more. And then I look at it and I'm like. Well, how does this affect us? Where is this in real life today? Because folklore and folktales were told as a way to express real life, express what people really go through. So how does, you know, whatever story I'm reading affect us in real life? And then I look at our, I kind of, as I'm doing the out, um, doing my analysis, I am just thinking about what's going on in life today. Working out where does this fit in, and sometimes sometimes I I catch the right thing, and other times I don't. I'll talk to people that have listened to it, and they're like, "When I heard the story, I thought this," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I missed that! <laughs> How did I miss that?" <laughs> you know, but it's you know, and I actually thought about stop um, taking it out, not doing it anymore. And oh, really? And people and and then people were like, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. So yeah, because uh, again, you know, I, I think you you bring a perspective that's that's just not I don't know that, that I'm not hearing, especially on stories like that. Because I think the the danger with folklore is, is we tr- sometimes treat it like it's under glass, like it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of separate from us, and it's not something that we should engage with the same way. Like you were talking on, oh, I think it was might have been the episode, might have been the newest one about sort of the difference in African folktales about f- between uh, fairies, between those and fairies mentioned in yes, a yes. lot of European folklore. And I think without having that kind of analysis, I think we just sort of 
think it's it's too easy to just kind of let the archetypes you know like oh fairies okay i know what that is and you just Mm -hmm. kind of interact with something that way so i think without without that analysis i think you really lose um sort of the connection to the modern world that that your show brings to these these stories yeah um that and with that one in particular um because i uh my friend that does the artwork and she's like well what do you what did you want i had her just draw um at first, I was just going to have her just draw a regular fairy. But then in the description of the story, the African fairies aren't the um, Scottish and, and, and the Irish fairies that, that, that we're used to. They're not the, you know, the fluttering ones and stuff or, you know, what we think of like Disney fairies. They right. were just like very small people that lived regular lives. And I thought that was interesting because I think about how, well, this story was written hundreds of years ago before there was really that connection. And right. so fairies, just, just fairies by itself, cross cultural lines. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, how did you see fairies? Or how did this culture see fairies? And it's like, and I think this is very important to get that across that many different cultures have these similar um, belief systems and similar beings, but they're presented to them in a different way. And we should all understand that and hopefully get that representation more out there in the mainstream. So what has the response been like? Cause you're in your third season now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been, it's been pretty good. I think people really miss me when I take that break. <laughs> and because I will see, you know, when you look at the analytics, you be like, oh, my God, my numbers have fallen. Like, <laughs> like, what's going on? But I'm like, I literally take a month or two months off. And I understand people are like, I don't I guess he's not doing the show anymore. You know how people are nowadays. It's like if they don't. Hear oh, yeah, you, they forget so fast. They, they, they forget very fast. But I also have the people that have been listening for a while and they understand I take I take breaks and. They um they love it. Um, more people here uh, they they find out and they're like, "You're a podcaster," and I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "What show?" And I and I tell them they're like, "I actually listened to that." And I'm like, "Thank oh, you." Oh, that's awesome. The, the greatest thing was I was in. We have a store called HEB here in Texas. It's a local yep. Texas brand, and I had on a T-shirt that I had made for myself um a while back. Just I'm like, sometimes while I'm out, I'm like, you know what? Do some self-promoting. Wear a T-shirt. I have the T-shirt on. I'm in the store, me and my girlfriend, and we're in the store. And this lady, this little old white lady, she 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 walks up and she's like, I love that podcast. And I'm looking at her like, huh? She's like, <laughs> Afro Tales podcast. I listen to it. I love it so much. And I'm like, this podcast? <laughs> she's like, yes. <laughs> and I said, this is my podcast. She's like, huh? I said, I'm the host. She's like, oh my God, I love your podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally was like, I mean, she had to be like 60 something, 70 something years old. And it was just like, she was just so sweet and came up. She saw the shirt and was like, oh my God, that you're, you're him. And I'm like, what were the odds of just seeing somebody that <laughs> listens to and then like you expect okay somebody to look like you or you know what i'm saying but <laughs> right right it's like this elderly woman listens to me talk listen to me read these stories that is awesome and i will continue to do it just for that 
just for that woman, I will continue to do this podcast. I love it so much. Well, I, I find the community part of it is is so gratifying. You know, like like uh, I, as I mentioned, you know, I kind of make my living doing uh, a modest living, but you know, I, I can do it uh, doing ghost story guys, and just the people I've met. You know, because I, I spent uh, my job, I, I I spent six years working alone in a room, basically, mm-hmm. and it drove me nuts. And so, being able to build community, even it's a little bit harder where I am, but it's still, it's that is probably the most gratifying part of it, just to know there are people out there engaging with what you do and actually enjoying it. You know, that's it's it's so yeah, just gratifying. It's the only word I can think of. Yeah, and yeah. as I say, with um, you know, with what you're doing, it, it, it's it's I think it's the kind of thing that's only got potential to grow because it it feels it's a very warm show, and like I said, it's a very hopeful show, which I think is Thank is you. just. Thank you. It, it's and it's not cynical more than hopeful it's not cynical and i think right. that is so hard to come by because cynicism is especially at this point in the world cynicism is so easy yeah and that's another thing about the show that um is funny when i was young i remember being in in church and a lady came up to me and she just she i'm walking out of the door and, and she, she comes out she comes out to me and she just stops me and she puts her hand on my stomach and I'm like, I'm just like looking at this lady. I'm like, um, <laughs> excuse me. And she says, you have a lot to tell people. You, oh, wow. you, you have a lot to give. I don't know if you're going to be a pastor or a teacher or anything like that, but you have a lot to give. And I'm like, all right. And so in doing this podcast, my, my mother, she just loves, she says, that's you. That is so you, you, you love. She's like, I could see you being a teacher or I could see you being a pastor of a church or something like that. And I'm like, uh, a church thing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, hey, people have their faiths and they do what they do. But absolutely, I was like a teacher. I could do that. I just don't think I have the patience to be a teacher, but I love, I love educating. I love sharing knowledge that I receive with other people. And yeah. And, and that's really what I love about this podcast is because I can do that. And and I can do it in a way and like my daughter now, she's 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 getting into voice acting and everything. And I'm just like, oh, do cool. you need a microphone? Do you need uh, some headphones? Do you, do, do you need some software? Like, tell me what you need and we'll and we will get it for you. And I really want her to get to do it, to do an episode, do a story because she loves doing voices also. So I'm like, I'm going to figure out a story for her to do and. Hopefully that is cool. One of these seasons, you'll you'll hear my daughter's voice do a do a story. So. Oh, I can't wait! And, and it runs in the family because I I always enjoy the voices you do on the show. I, I it's something I'm not bold enough to do. You know, I love telling stories, <laughs> but I'm not really much of a voice actor, and mm-hmm. so I enjoy that. You know, you'll take on these these different characters. Um, I actually like one thing I've been really enjoying in, in the new season is the introduction of I think it's this, in the third season of Chef, because you, yeah. you sort of introduce this this ship motif both in the sort of the sound production, but also adding this, this character who kind of uh, tells people a recipe and, and uh, you know, sort of talks a little bit about the history of it. How did that come about? Um, I was actually, I was actually watching a cooking show one time and well, I, I, one, I like to um, give out recipes. Um, I don't always make these recipes, but I'm like, a lot of these recipes have, significance in their cultures right and so i wanted to start doing that and in the first and then in the second season i was like i was giving it but i I felt like real mechanical and i was so 
while I was taking the break, I was actually watching some cooking shows. And this is it's a guy from Louisiana and he is in love with the recipe. He's in love with cooking. <laughs> right. And I was watching him and I was like, oh, my God, I, that's that's what the recipes are missing. They're missing my enjoyment of giving you this recipe, giving you this meal. And and I was like, well, chef will um, have to do, you know, he's he comes in. Uh, my friends, we are here for a recipe that you will love. Yes. <sighs> and, I, and it sounds and so I, good. Like I, I was listening to the the one where you're given the the fried chicken recipe and chef oh, is yeah. chef is, you know, you, you pour off the buttermilk, but do not. And I repeat, do not. Wipe the buttermilk off the chicken. <laughs> Do not wipe that buttermilk off the chicken. <laughs> yes, it, 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 and and um, my girlfriend she always kisses me. She says, "You and your African accents." <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where they." Co-. I, and I and I literally tell her this: I do not know where the voices come from. Right, like I can be walking at work and I'm hearing, like I'll hear a certain voice. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great for the character. And then I start reading the book and I start reading the story. And I'm like, and I and I try to bring that voice that I that I thought was the character's voice. But then when I try to give it to that character, it's not the voice anymore. And I sit there and I'm like, so I'll, I'll, I'll play around a little bit till I try to feel like I've captured that character's voice and that character's emotion and everything like that. And and, I, and sometimes I hit the mark. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll, I'll completely forget. Like one, one story I did. The the mother, I think she had like three different voices in the, in, in the same story. <laughs> I was like, and I could not, I could not pinpoint. Like, but, I, but she was just, she was all over the place. So I guess that's why her voice was all over the place too. Right. But yeah, it was, it was, it was it, it's, it's fun. Um, I would say try it. Um, just. You know, a short story, try it here and there, see how it sounds to you. And uh, because I'm not gonna lie, you 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 have a wonderful voice. Like oh, thank you. when I, when I, when I hear you guys, I'm like this this I, like I'm. You know how people say you have a voice, and then your voice doesn't match the person, yep. and it's like, and I'm like, who is this guy? Who is? <laughs> and, and I'm like, and I will not lie. In my head, I saw you. Some guy six foot four built, <laughs> and I'm like, that's he, he has this voice, and then I'm like, other times I'm like, nah, 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 nah. He's he's he he's more of that quiet nerd guy that you didn't oh, yeah. know about and everything like that. That one, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, that's him right there. Yep, yeah. I'm five eight, quiet nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm about as wide across. I work out. I mean, not so much during the pandemic, but yeah, no, I I'm a very I'm I'm like a fire hydrant. You know, I'm I'm, I'm low to the ground and hard to move. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Chef, he's he's not going anywhere. Um, and it was, nice. The nautical thing actually came from. It, it's always been there in the in in the stories. Um, it's always been a part of it. Um, because I always looked at telling the stories as a journey through um, the Caribbean and through the Americas and going from um, port to port. And gaining oh, okay, more yeah. knowledge, and and that's what 
because I always also have a fascination with pirates. So that um that aspect really hit me because I'm like, that's how a lot of those stories would have traveled from place to place back then. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's through the the age of sail and, and through ships and landing in this port and that port and different people talking to different people and and passing those stories along. So the nautical theme is really taking off and I'm like, and I'm really happy with it now. Like the episode art, the show art, the uh, the the sound. I really, I, I think, I think I'm satisfied with it with the way it is now. And I can understand why, because again, I I think it's it really feels like it's kind of clicked into place, you know, like in terms of finding its identity. And now yeah. you can kind of just take it and and run with it. And, and speaking of of the art, actually, I've, I've I'm kind of curious both about where the where you pull the stories from and and the art. Uh, so which which would be a better place to start for you? The stories come first. Right. So, I'll, so I'll find the stories. I have a, a ton of books that I that, that I have found um, where um, different um, authors and writers have collected these uh, folk tales okay. from um, a lot of different people. A lot of them come from the time it, it was during the um, Great Depression. Oh, when people didn't didn't work. So the Library of Congress well, actually I'll say Library of Congress, the different um, newspapers, actually, and magazines, they created a network system of reporters. And these reporters went out to across the country. It was a way to help create jobs with tape recorders. Right. And they went to different um, people that were descendants of slaves and and um, people that were in poverty. They'd give them some money, maybe some food and everything like that. And they would have them share their stories. Oh, and a okay. lot of these stories came from that, um, from that time. They did this in the 30s and the 40s, and they collected thousands of stories. Then after that, you have writers that went down to the Caribbean and went to Haiti and Jamaica and Cuba and started to collect. And then I have some books from people that are native to those right. to those places, and they, and they wrote um, books about the stories that they grew up on that grew up that grew up in their culture and so i so i find these stories and i read them and i'm like okay i really like it and then my artist um art by chalet she's she's drawn stuff for me for for quite a while she's drawn some tattoos for me and everything okay oh, cool. and so i told her i said hey can you do some artwork for me for because Getting the artwork together, plus all the all of everything is is tough. I hear you. <laughs> so I asked her, and she's like, "Yeah, just let me know what you want." And so I t- I tell her about the story. Sometimes we have long conversations about the story and everything like that. And then so she's like, "Okay, so what are you looking for?" And I tell her what I'm looking for, and then she makes the magic happen. And and she'll she'll keeps it into me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that looks good." Yeah, that's that's good. And then she'd be like, "Okay, what about if I change this?" And she's like, "Oh," I'd be like, "Hey, okay." <laughs> you know, but she makes it she makes it happen. I'm like, because she'll keep coming back to me, and she's like, "I know how you are, and you could be very particular on the artwork." So I want to make right. sure it's right. And I'm like, "But this the artwork to me brings the story alive a lot of times." And absolutely. And I've actually had people say, "Why aren't you on YouTube with this?" And I'm like. I don't want to put a static picture 
on YouTube. Oh, if I would yeah. do it, I would want it to be like an episode, like people, like an actual, you know, cartoon or something like that. So you, you may be hearing my voice, but at least there's there's motion for you. Yeah. That, you know, I wouldn't, you know, but we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm still trying to get her to go that far with me, but she's like, that's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doing a whole um, 20 minute uh, episode, you know, on, on YouTube, but we'll see what happens. You know, when I was listening to some of the new ones, I, I, I've been imagining kind of like, um, like one of those old PBS shows, you know, where mm-hmm. you sort of have like, you have the set, which is of, 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 the, of, of like a, one of the cabins on the ship. And you mm-hmm. kind of come out in like the, the captain, you know, the sort of uniform <laughs> and kind of tell the story by firelight. And that, that's sort of yeah. how I imagine that. Uh, oh, that wow. Going, yeah. You know? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I, I tell you, I, I love pirates. I'll give you a secret. I go to the Renaissance festivals all over Texas. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. I am there in garb and all of that. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So I, um, but yeah, that would be, you, you, you know, another thing that helped with, with this is, um, and is, I guess so. Call us a shout out is LeVar Burton with the reading. Oh, of Rainbow. course. Yeah, man. I grew up on that. And I think that's also another thing that, that inspired the way I do it too, because of the whole reading rank growing up on reading rainbow. And if you are a certain age, you know, reading rainbow and you know what that was and, 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 and how that, uh, affected your life growing up. So, Oh yeah. That guy, you know, he is such a, an, um, such an amazing figure. Cause I mean, he could have just been Jordy LaForge. Yeah. Most guys who have that kind of career defining role, they can just sit back, do conventions, you know, and make a living from that. But instead he made this thing, which is not only pro- probably just as famous, but I mean, actually has benefited so many yeah. people in yeah. so many ways. And it's just really fucking inspiring. Right. It is. It is. And, and I was so mad he didn't get Jeopardy, dude. So oh my God, Mike his, his voice alone to me should have gave him Jeopardy. But you know, it's funny because I, when I told my mom I, that I listened to that I used to watch Reading Rainbow, she's like, "When? When did you watch Reading Rainbow? You were always <laughs> doing things. You were always going outside and playing." Like, and I'm like, "Yeah, I used to watch it all the time." She's like, "How do I not know you watch this?" <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, hey, I, I did, I did, I watched Reading Rainbow, you know, but yeah, that that yeah, he he really inspired me on that, and and it's funny for anybody that knows me growing up, I hated reading, really I did not like to read at all. My mother would always be like, "Baby, you got to read. Baby, you got to read book reports." I would, I learned how to skim read so well that I could do whole book reports without without even reading a book. I mean, like, that's a skill all to itself. <laughs> Holy shit. And, it, and but she would always say, when you find something that interests you, you'll start reading. And uh-huh. she gave me a couple books once I started getting out of high school and stuff. And I read a couple, you know, romance novels and everything like that. And it was it was OK. But then when I started doing this and I was like, mom, I found it. <laughs> I'm yeah. 30 something years old, but I finally found what will get me to read like crazy. And she's like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
kind of annoying knowing she's been right all this time too you know all this time all this time how do parents do it i don't know when is well i guess you'll find out you know it's, you're, you're finding out yeah 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 because <laughs> my kids be like dad how do you know this thing mm, can't tell you my secrets <laughs> that's but, right yeah. dad magic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so what's coming up next for for afro tales i mean is your third season must be coming up to an end here pretty soon no, I have, I have, I have, I'm a wild for the third season. Um, oh, good. It, it, it'll be December. I think it's the end of the third season. And I really, I, I really do want to start taking it to YouTube. Um, I, I want it. I'm, I'm trying to find uh, maybe some editors that can put something together. And if I can, like, like you said, with the set, the fire, you know, by the fireside, I would love to be able to do that. If I could do that, I would do that for YouTube. And 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 hopefully I can. Um, I'm actually, I think you could easily do it, dude. You've got like you've got the screen presence because obviously we're watching each other on on cameras. We do it. You got the screen presence. You got the voice. You got the flair for the dramatic. If you're comfortable doing <laughs> ren fairs and stuff, then you're gonna have yeah. no problem with the costumes and shit. It's really just a matter of of putting together a, like a, a set and figuring out some basic lighting stuff. But even that yeah. is not terribly difficult. Right, right, right. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I really, um, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue reading these stories. My, I'm always looking for new books from different countries that I haven't gotten to yet. I, uh, they have, there's a lot of Brazilian tales, a lot of South American stories that I have not even come close to scratching the surface on that I really want to get into. Um, Cuba, I just got a book from Cuba. The next story oh, cool. is actually... Um, I have a few stories coming from Cuba that are going to be awesome. So I can't wait to do that. Nice. But they're going to keep coming and I'm not going to stop. I love it. I love it. That Again, it, it comes across and knowing you're not going to stop makes me very, very happy, my friend. So where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Afrotales Cast. I can always be emailed at AfroTalesPodcast at Yahoo.com. And I think that's pretty much it. I have, oh, I have t-shirts now. On, oh, really? On TeePublic and on Teespring. There are shirts and cups and everything else that you can possibly put uh, an image on, on those two sites. So Sweet. And I think I'm starting a Patreon page. Oh, oh, very you cool. You might see a Patreon soon. Well, oh. when you do, let me know. I will be your first patron. So, or I, I will fight to be your first patron, at least. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, th- thanks for being here, man. Again, this is, I'm, it's been great to finally connect. It's one of those weird things where, like I said, as soon as I heard your show, I thought, I want to talk to this guy. I don't know. There was something, there was some kind of just, I, I don't know. And, and like now we've spent you know, an hour talking, uh, just kind of shooting the shit and I could easily keep talking to you. So I, I think right, it's, right. uh, you know, it was, it was, a, the, you know, clearly the feeling was, was right. And I'm glad I did because I think, I think if you keep at this, it's just going to work out. And, uh, I'm excited to see where you take it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard you guys, I was like, this, this, this is good. This <laughs> is real good. I <laughs> well, like, I said, why can't I do this? <laughs> why am I not doing this? And 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 your story, the the the, I, I love you guys' setup. I'm not gonna lie, oh, I love thanks. the way you guys do um, do the stories and and the 
and communicate through in between the stories and talk about your own personal uh, experiences, it's it's awesome to me. And I'm like, ooh, have I ever had experience like that? And it really it, it sits and ma- it makes me think. And I'm and I'm out there at work, and I'm just like. If somebody calls me while your while your show's on, I'm like, oh my god, why are you calling me right now? I'm listening <laughs> to my pod. <sighs> okay, anyway, <laughs> but, but yeah, I appreciate it. I thank you so much. But yeah, the fuel the feeling is definitely mutual. On oh, shit, the uh, thank you. You know, sometimes you just click. Sometimes it's just just people out there that the vibe is just right and the energy is right, and you know, the universe yep. says these two these two need to meet. These two need to talk. So. That's I'm it. glad we got a chance to do so. Me too, man. Me too. My guest has been Mr. Aman Mazingo, host of the Afro Tales podcast. Again, check it out everywhere you get your podcasts. When the Patreon goes up, check our socials. You'll see a link for it. And uh, until then, just listen to the show because you if you're not, you are missing out. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. Was I right or was I right? I was right. Great guy. As I said, we talked for an additional, probably close to 30 minutes, and about, I want to say 10 of those minutes are available to our patrons. So if you sign up at patreon.com slash largely the truth for two bucks a month, you'll get access not only to early release ad-free episodes, but bonus content when it's available. And in this particular occasion, it is available. It is, uh, I just checked, it is nine minutes and 19 seconds in which we talk about folklore, we talk about uh, elder spirits which is a conversation that wouldn't be out of place on the Ghost Story Guys, which is, of course, my other podcast. Also, a pretty harrowing story about growing up in California. So, again, that's patreon.com slash largerthetruth for two bucks a month, and you get access to early release ad-free episodes and bonus stuff like that. But back to my guest. Make sure to check out the AfroTales podcast. I really do enjoy it. I love shows that manage to pack a lot into a short amount of time, and AfroTales does that so, so well. It is a, just a joyous, happy celebration of folklore. And like I said, folks, get in on the ground floor because things are already going well, but it's only going to get better from here. And you can find all of Amon's links in the show notes. All right, so I've already done the Patreon spiel, so we're not going to do that. If you want to get in touch, you can find me at largerthetruth at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as largelythetruth. As I mentioned several times, you can also find me over at the Ghost Story Guys podcast. That's at ghoststoryguys.com and everywhere. Find podcasts live. Thanks again to my guest, Amon Mazingo, host of the Afro Tales podcast. Make sure to check it out. Thanks too to Peter of Pizzanta Music for my fabulous theme song. You can find him by searching for Pizzanta Music wherever you get your tunes. His stuff is all released via our label, Night Harvest Recordings, which you can find at nightharvestrecordings.com. Finally, I want to thank you for listening. Without you, there wouldn't be much point. All right. Until next time, I hope the night takes you to the same strange and wonderful places it takes me. And remember, if you're not sure what comes next, just put a call out into the dark. You never know who's going to pick up. I'll see you next time. <laughs>